1: and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for swinging wake. Happy haunts
0: materialize. And begin to vocalize. grim grinning ghosts come about out to socialize. socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to
1: hide. Or a silly spook, they sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark
0: disguise. They
1: pretend to terrorize.
0: Happy Health Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 664, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the Mousecapades Podcast.
1: Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades Podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just text Vicki at 636-395-0544, and she'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so contact us today.
0: Well, it's all great for our district, and Stephanie is with her family at the happiest place on earth, so I asked Brad to help me fill in. Uh, We are also out of town. We are in Branson, Missouri. You've heard us talk about that before, and uh, we would love to talk to you about that. This is not really the place for that.
1: So if our audio sounds a little bit different today, we're doing a little bit different setup because we're out of town. So that's why. Just let you know.
0: The Fred's been filling in a lot for me lately, so um, I may have to start giving him a paycheck. Not that I get one, but...
1: (laughs) That would be a very small
0: paycheck. I'll have to give him some back rubs or something. Anyways... On Friday, Brad and Joey talked to you about the Genie, Genie Plus, an individual attraction selection situation at Disney World. And of course, you will have some people tell you that you have to have the Genie Plus. Some people say you don't have to have it. Um, I've watched vlogs and I have clients there right now. So I'm going by that The information that I have. What I would say is you can play it by ear based on what we've been watching. If you're going to the Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios on a weekend, then you may want to do the Genie Plus the $15 a day per person. I don't know still if we'll do that. We're still about 60 days out from our next Disney trip, so we'll have to weigh out all those decisions, won't we, Brad? Yes. I don't know where we'll be at that point. I don't even know where Disney will be. There are some people that are very unhappy. But so far, what we have heard is that Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios have been doable with just the Genie app and individual attraction selection or just waiting in a standby line. Any of those are fine. Well, if you do just the Genie app, you are doing the standby line, right? See, this is so confusing. Yes,
1: and it should be noted, we are winging it. We're playing it by ear, and it will be interesting because Christmas will be the first big holiday since they launched. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is big, but it'll be interesting to see how Christmas is with this Genie thing, how this is gonna work. Because that'll be a real test because it's always jam-packed at Christmas.
0: Well, and You don't know this because you're not on the Your Story messenger group, but one of our colleagues, Brandy, had a client there that was on the Disability Act system, and there were all kinds of issues with the genie, and she spent an hour a day at guest guest services trying to work all the details out. So just be patient and realize this is not the cast member's fault. Please take that into uh, account. We've told you before, the cast members are your gatekeepers. They can give you the magic or they can make the magic disappear just because it, they don't make the decisions, they just have to act upon them. Just like in the school system, I don't make the curriculum, I just have to teach it. So just take that into account. But. It's a personal choice whether or not you want to do this. No one is telling you you have to do it. Now, I will tell you, if this is your only trip that you're going on in the next five years and you really wanted to ride Rise of the Resistance or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, then you may want to consider the individual attraction selection price, depending how much that is. Again, they've only given us the prices for October, which is $7 to $15. I'm a little scared, Brad, of what it's going to be when December hits.
1: Yeah, last week we had mentioned the individual Lightning Lane selection, which is what I like to call it because the acronym is ILS. I just hope it doesn't make me ill by having <laughs> to pay some of those prices.
0: We have ridden a lot of the rides. The only ones that you have not ridden are Mickey's Runaway Railway. Talk about tongue twisters for these ride names. That one is a hard one,
1: I'll give you that.
0: I have not ridden Rise of the Resistance. The other ones I have been lucky enough to ride. So. I think for me, I would be willing to pay for you to ride it, but not necessarily all of us. Then again, I am still unclear exactly how this works. Can we just do one person on that ride in our group or do all of us have to ride? No, I think you could do just one person. I was hoping so because I'm not saying that I won't pay that, but the knowing little. that I have done it before and you haven't, I'd like to let you have that opportunity.
1: The thing that I don't think is still changed is that if you do it in advance before you get there, you have to pay for every day
0: during the, of the right. reservation, which I do not agree with that. Right. Well, individual attraction selection is done on the day of the event. But again, cannot be done until 7 a.m. if you're on the property, and it, you have to be at the park if you're off property, which makes it difficult.
1: Right. The part that you have to pay for in advance, if you choose to do it in advance, is the Genie Plus, right? Right. I just don't get that. I don't understand why they make you book that for every day of your reservation. You don't have to if you wait. But why do they make you if you do it in advance?
0: I am not Josh tomorrow, tomorrow or- Bob, Bob check Bob Chapek. So I really, I have no idea. Again, this is really gonna have to be what you think. Now, my clients that are there right now have not purchased it, the, the Genie Plus. They are just using the Genie and they are using it to their ability. And what we talked about last week, I know prior to you and Joey doing that episode was, you know, they the app could have you in Tomorrowland and then in Adventureland and then Frontierland and then over um, by the Haunted Mansion and then Fantasyland, you know, you just don't know. And that defeats the purpose.
1: And they said that was one of the perks of Disney Genie is that we try not to do that. Well, we've obviously seen that that's not.
0: Right, best. correct. We are already seeing that. And so my clients are not doing that. They are going to be at the parks two times each park, they're going to be there for the next, uh, well, they got there this past Saturday, and they'll be there until, so a full two weeks. They'll be there a full two weeks. So they'll have the opportunity to go to Perth, the parks two times each. So they decided if there was something the second day that they went to Animal Kingdom that they didn't get to ride, that they would pay the individual attraction selection. Otherwise, they're just going with the flow. And I have to tell you, people, uh, you know, we record on Monday nights. This is coming out on Wednesday. But they were at Animal Kingdom today and they rode Expedition Everest three times back to back to back, no genie plus. So you need to feel that out when you get there.
1: And the interesting thing we talked about last week, I brought it up, Joey thought it was interesting because you know we have these people on all these blogs and blogs reporting that, oh well the genie app said it was 40 minutes but I only waited 20 or 25. Right. So are they artificially inflating the wait times? trying to make people, you know, if you just take it at face value, oh, I'm not going to wait 40 minutes. I'll just buy a, I'll buy a genie.
0: Well, I'm sure they're counting on that.
1: So that could incentivize Disney to artificially inflate these queue wait times.
0: Well, this is an um, interesting topic, and I and I did hear that, that you and Joey were talking about. The bloggers have been talking about this long before, I'm talking February or March, that the Times are stating one time Nobody's really waiting that time. So if they, if Disney has chose to do that, what you're saying, inflate the times, then did they start inflating them in the spring so that when they did that, most people wouldn't figure it out? Or is this just a fluke? I mean, it's all.
1: But they had to have known people would figure this out because that's the whole purpose of touring plans for one of their purposes, is what? to give people actual wait times.
0: But some people, like we know right now, there's two families that we know that are there, and the night before they're posting on Facebook, can anybody help us? So they're counting on the regular Joe Blows that did not use a travel agent, did not know use somebody that knows about Disney, to come there, see those times, and buy the genie Plus.
1: Yeah, unfortunately I do believe Disney is banking on a lot of that.
0: Because there still aren't a lot of people out there. Unless, um, I know they hear us say on the show all the time to call us, It's free guys, it's nothing to you. We just, we work through Disney. So you could get on the app and we can get on the app and get the exact same price. Disney gives us a very small portion, but a small portion back, so it's free to you. It's not gonna be any cheaper if you book it or we book it, except for that we do all the footwork. If you need to call Disney themselves, we are the ones sitting online for two to three hours, sometimes four hours on speakerphone waiting for someone to help us. If you want your dining done, you won't have to get up at 5 a.m. If you live central time and it's Eastern time that we're doing, they start at 6 a.m. And that's a thing that we're doing right now because we are actually staying off property for the first time, well, second time, I guess. And because of that, I'm having to get up every day this week at 5 a.m. on my fall break so that I can make sure that we get the dining reservations that we want. And yes, we are stupid. No, we're not, we just know what
1: we like. But you are correct. We've heard from lots of bloggers and bloggers about, you know, it's confusing for us, the experienced people who know the ins and outs. They can't imagine for someone who's not familiar with this system, I mean, familiar with Disney and how it works. Right. It's, they're going to capital, Disney's going to capitalize on that unfamiliarity with how it works.
0: On the person that's been dating for five to 10 years to come here for their one time.
1: So. It's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move across the country.
1: Okay. Let's do Okay, let's talk Disneyland. So Disneyland was very slow in rehiring when they reopened in April of this year. But according to the Orange County Register, they suggest that the days of understaffing may be coming to an end. Disneyland has returned to about 80% of their cast member fleet at this point, and they intend on being at or near 100% by the end of 2021. So that's fantastic news for both guests and especially the cast members. So a big thanks for supporting their small businesses while they were furloughed. I know they appreciated it and it was a great way for us to support them during the pandemic. I'm glad to hear this.
0: And I think now the good thing is they've established other businesses, not that they're gonna leave cast members because most of them love being a cast member so much, But now they've established these side businesses so that if their hours are not as much from week to week, they know that there's another way for them to make some money to support that. Because I know there's one couple, um, she works in food services in Florida and he works in something with sweets, something with confectionery. And now they have like a wedding cake business going on and they're so far being able to juggle both. They know how much they can take on and still do their job as a cast member. And that's good, yeah. So they could put some money away, maybe be able to buy a house or whatever because I think they live in an apartment. So the indoor character meet and greets are returning. I think we've uh mentioned that a couple times, but they're going to be known as sightings because meet and greets give a mixed message, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
1: So now we're going for the UFO angle, they're sightings,
0: yes, that's right. Okay, <laughs> the fairy tale hall princess. Mickey at Town Square, Disney Junior stars in the courtyard, and Minnie on the red carpet at Hollywood Studios are supposed to be returning in November. I heard a rumor November 8th, but I didn't see anything, and I don't want to. I would rather give you a specific date when I have it. So I heard rumor November 8th, but I will give you a finalization when I actually see it come out from Disney. Now, the fairy tale hall princess sightings only mentioned Cinderella and Tiana, which means Rapunzel and I lost the other princess. Sleeping duty. We're not mentioned, so we're guessing that it's just going to be the two princesses for social distancing purposes.
1: Unless the aliens decide otherwise.
0: Is that okay? Is that how that works? Right. So here are the things that you need to know and why they changed the name to sightings. The guests are not allowed to hug the characters or get autographs, but you get to enjoy one on one time with the characters and take photos, not unlike the outdoor character appearances throughout the park. Exactly how much distance you're going to have to have between them and the characters. They haven't given a requirement of that yet. It hasn't been announced. But if you've watched anything or you've heard us talk, it's going to be at least six feet, I would say. There's usually a barrier between the character and the guest. So just take that into consideration. But it still has some pretty cute pictures. I know I just looked at some pictures of one of our friends that's there this week. And her kids have some great pictures with the princesses and Goofy and Pluto, and even distance, you can tell that they interacted with them.
1: But one thing's for sure, it'll have to be far enough away so that the kids do not recognize the alien eyes.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Okay.
1: So it may or may not be more than six feet. It just depends.
0: Yeah, I don't know why we're calling them sightings. It's still a meet and greet, just a different kind. I of think they should have called it a socially distance. Meeting. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, but...
1: All right, moving on. This year, the Walt Disney Company purchased 60 acres of land in Lake Nona, Florida, for the purpose of relocating much of the Walt Disney Imagineering from California to Florida by 2023. Now, while some employees are leaving the company rather than making the move, others are already searching for their new Florida home. The Orlando Business Journal reports that local realtors are working with Disney employees looking to buy houses in Lake Nona. So I thought this one was interesting they say that this first phase is more of the executives the high level executives more will come later so i saw a figure in one of these articles some of
0: them are 6.2 million dollar homes you know well and the problem is we're in a real estate frenzy right now if too many of them move too quickly there's where the orlando like government system is kind of freaking out the real system
1: they already said that it's going to be a they think it's going to be somewhat of an upset to the to the housing market right. here.
0: Because they don't have that many housing or what these people are looking for now. There's, there's kind of, plenty of land here. Right. But houses? Uh, However, they're coming from California where everything is so much more money, they're going to be able to get more house for their money. Yes. Or they may be able to downsize, not realizing, because they're used to a smaller environment for a larger price. Right. So we'll have to see how this plays out. I am sorry that some people, but I mean, that is a huge move to go from one side of the country to the other. Yeah. And definitely a weather change.
1: I did not hear any specific reasons why they're wanting to move Imagineering to this side. I'm wondering, is it for tax
0: reasons? Because California is very, very tax-heavy. Well, I didn't hear that. I heard that that most of the executives are in the Florida area and they wanted, which is interesting to me because that's where it all started with Roy. Yes.
1: Yes, And you true. would think
0: that they would want it. So I'm sure they're going to keep a small percentage of people there. I'm sure. But I think it's because Chapek and DeMauro are here. And if they're going to do any expansion at all, they don't have room really in California. Correct.
1: It's all going to be here.
0: And it's the Imagineering people. So I, I think it's a lot of reasons. Saving money, I think, would probably be a- big chunk of it. So, it wasn't too long ago that guests stayed at Disney Hotels received complimentary parking, which my own two cents, I still think you should get complimentary parking. There's always an abundance of parking, but those days are gone now that we are in the Bob Chapek and Josh tomorrow era.
1: I mean, the bottom line is they're going to get you at every point now right? that they can
0: And And I'm complaining about it, and and they have the room for it, but think about when we go to Vegas or we've been to New York and how much per day they charge people to park. So I guess they just saw that as their golden opportunity to do the same. So if you drive to Disney, you're going to pay a fee. Well, it's increasing. And Disneyland Resort, we haven't heard about Disney World, this is Disneyland, so keep that in mind. That doesn't mean that it won't happen at Disney World, but there is far less parking availability in California because, like Red said, they have less land. So, premium of at least $35 per day to park at the resort's three hotels, that's 40% more than the $25 per day. Disneyland Resort is raising both the theme park ticket and the parking prices starting, uh, well, we're recording today on Monday. so. Today, October 25th, the pricing increased. The last price raise was February of 2020, right before the pandemic, when everything went haywire in the country or actually all over the world. The daily tickets are gonna go up between three to 8%, varying depending on the date and the time of year, which is nothing new. We've, that's how it is at Disney World as well. They now have six tiers instead of five. The lowest tier is $104. Now keep in mind our lowest price in our day hour, like I live there. The Orlando's lowest price is like one day a year, so I venture to say that this is probably a handful of days at the most. It's one hundred and four dollars a day for a single ticket. Then tier two is one hundred and nineteen, tier three is one hundred and thirty-four, tier four is one hundred and forty-nine, tier five is one hundred and fifty-nine, and then tier six is one hundred and sixty-four dollars. You could pay up to that a day. The previously highest priced tier was one hundred and fifty-four dollars, which means it went up by ten dollars per day, and that was prior to. February of 2020, and there were only three tiers. Why is it necessary to have six tiers? Any thoughts on that?
1: The only thing I can think is their accounting geniuses and marketers have looked at the data, and they think by doing this structure, they're going to get more
0: money. Well, I mean, that's always the intention, of course, but... I think that's what drives everything to them now. It's really sad. So a single day park hopper ticket now starts at $164 and that was $159 and goes to the sixth tier if you get a park hopper ticket $224 a day. A couple years ago, we could have went for two days, for two or three days even.
1: The reason you hear silence from me is like, I'm just shaking my head and you can't see it.
0: <laughs> you can't hear the rocks rattling can't. around.
1: It's just, at some point, people have to revolt or they're just going to keep increasing it.
0: Well, we're going to talk a little later about something that I think may become a revolt, but it's just not in our country. And then the standard parking in Disneyland went up by 20%. That was from the 25 to $30. The standard parking, not the parking... At the resort so it increased as well
1: cha-ching cha-ching all right moving on if you have not heard the news the cbc has relaxed the travel ban so on monday october 25th which is today we're recording president biden signed papers easing the travel restriction into law and that's official on november 8th the new restrictions will lift the individual country bans imposed on China, India, and most of Europe. So additionally, international travelers must show proof of vaccination for COVID with all vaccines authorized for use by U.S. regulators or the World Health Organization accepted. Now, mixed dose vaccines will also be acceptable Exemptions are available for travelers under 18 or those with health conditions that preclude vaccination and non-tourist travelers from around 50 countries with vaccination rates of less than 10%. So those remaining in the country for more than 60 days will be encouraged to get vaccinated in the U.S. Encouraged, but not forced. Correct, not forced. Now the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will also issue new guidelines to airlines requiring increased contact tracing methods, which will require airlines to collect information necessary to contact passengers about possible exposure to COVID or other pathogens. Now, the current requirement for all travelers to show proof of a negative COVID test within 72 hours will remain in place. Unvaccinated travelers with exemptions will be required to show proof of a negative test within 24 hours.
0: And this is at your cost, not Disney's.
1: Oh, yes. Have a magical day. (laughs) Happy Mouse Day to you. Get your shot. Get vaccinated. Go through this hoop. Go through that hoop. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but...
0: It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So this Christmas is going to be far different from last Christmas.
1: I'm just of the frame of mind. Why are you opening up travel if you have to have these many restrictions? You should just leave it closed until it's better overall, in my opinion, but...
0: It'll be interesting to see who travels, actually. And I don't think I was trying to see when you were reading that. Um, where they're coming from.
1: I mean, there's all these exemptions. I mean, who's tracking all this?
0: I don't know, but if you notice, Tokyo is not on here, Japan, and those, and uh, what was the other place? they kept closing down. Paris, I mean, it says most of Europe, it doesn't say which ones, and those were the three places that are pretty tight-lived areas, and they closed down their parks pretty rapidly. So, it'll be interesting to see how many people actually do travel internationally. I know they're ready, and you've talked about that with me private, you know, just in conversation at our house. However, are they willing to risk coming here where some things are a little willy-nilly, and some people aren't taking it as seriously as they do in the place that they live correct just for a vacation when they could vacation somewhere where they feel that they're safer
1: correct and I honestly feel like it could cause another
0: more spikes possibly for sure well Brad it is very likely that Walt Disney World is going to have New Year's Eve fireworks this year 2021 ringing into 2022 which at this point I'm hoping the ringing into 2022 is like ringing out everything bad for the last couple years um even though the pandemic has had its ups and downs this year, and I know last year that people think was worse, it's actually in some ways worse this year, the stress level and everything that's going on, trying to make sure, especially in the education system in the police and fire departments and the hospitals with nurses and doctors. So I would venture to say I'm ready for a new year and maybe some change in this world. But that being said, the theme park hours are already released for the rest of this year. And three out of the four parks are listed as open until midnight, and those would be Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. So, people are saying, rumor, that they think that the fireworks are going to come back. We don't know that for sure yet. Again, we will let you know, but we don't know for sure. This is all speculation.
1: Now, fireworks ain't going to fix any of those issues you just said, but it might make you feel a bit better. I don't know.
0: But it might make the 2022 coming in better. I don't know, but... They have not had normal festivities since 2019 when we were here, or when we were in Orlando, I should say. I keep saying here, like, you know, we live in Orlando or something. Um, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot have historically been open until 1 a.m. to give guests more of an opportunity to celebrate the new year. The Magic Kingdom also has listed that they will close at midnight on December 30th, and you know, and I know that I think it was. 2017 or 18, we stayed on December 30th instead of December 31st because they had a two-night, they have a two-night New Year's Eve celebration to kind of cut down on the crowds, but if you've ever seen it on December 31st, you just thought the 50th anniversary looked crazy. That I think was actually even worse people-wise.
1: And we found that on those big nights like that, I mean, they might say the park closes at a certain time, but there's so many people I think they have to allow extra time.
0: Oh, that one year, it was 2 a.m., I believe.
1: I mean, I think the park closed goes out the window in some of those cases.
0: So time will definitely tell, but we are predicting here at Mousecapades and just in general, Vicki and Brad, that Mickey and Friends will be helping you ring in the 2022 new year. Of course, we will let you know as soon as Disney confirms this and not just Brad and Vicki. all
1: depends on if those fireworks are too expensive for Mr. Paycheck.
0: On to something else.
1: She's trying to move me along, listeners. (laughs) They know. So I shall move on. So Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Anthony Mackie, and Brie Larson filmed for Avengers Quantum Encounter Dining Experience on Disney Wish Cruise Ship. So Disney Cruise Line released a poster alongside more details about Avengers Quantum Encounter a new dining experience coming to Worlds of Marvel aboard the Disney Wish when it launches next summer. I'm sensing a very distinct alien UFO thing here. There's (laughs) encounters, there's sightings. What is is going on? We're tying the worlds together. So some of the stars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are lending their talents to this first-of-its-kind adventure. At Worlds of Marvel, guests will be part of a real-life Avengers mission as they watch some of their favorite heroes in action. Paul Rudd, which we love Paul Rudd, by the way, as Ant-Man. He's hilarious. Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. Anthony Mackie as Captain America. And Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Now, Carrie Condon will also reprise her role as the voice of FRIDAY, F-R-I-D-A-Y, all caps, period after every letter, in case you wanted to know. And actor Ross Marquand will lend his villainous voice skills to Ultron. The show is going to follow Ant-Man and the Wasp as they host a presentation of the most powerful superhero technologies in the world, including a hands-on demo of the latest and greatest Pym tech. But when Ultron turns up with an army of robot sentries, Eager to take control of this world-changing technology, Ant-Man and the Wasp will be all the help they can get to save the day, calling on Captain America, Captain Marvel, and even the brave diners of the Disney Wish for backup. Oh, I see. The diners are going to save the day. Okay. Oh, and there's one more superhero who will make a surprise appearance during the show, but it's a secret. So to bring this action-packed spectacle to life, Disney Cruise Line has specifically designed the restaurant with an immersive cinematic technology, including hundreds of screens and special effects that are embedded throughout. Now, filming with the actress is already wrapped, and they're working on post-production now editing and effects. And because most of the battle takes place on the upper decks of the ship, they're recreating it in photorealistic CGI, while the real Disney Wish
0: is still under construction. That's very interesting. Okay, so do you feel like this is the Galactic Star Cruiser on water, Marvel style? Yes. I'm just a little scared of what this price is going to be. Based on the price of the thing that's on the land.
1: I don't even want to venture again. <laughs> guess speculate. at the price of this one. This is going to be...
0: Joey's going to need a new job because he's going to want to go because it's marble. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not cool. No, yeah. I didn't say that either. Sounds great. <laughs> you need a second job. Yeah. So this is interesting because I did not realize when they introduced the new pass holder things now this is over back at Disneyland that the highest tier the dream key could sell out the highest annual pass can sell out they're only selling a certain amount of those now that makes it very exclusive kind of like bug 33 and d23 I mean That's a little crazy to me. The other tiers that Believe, Enchant, and Imagine Keys, they're still available to purchase. And the current Dream Key holders are not going to be affected, and they can continue to access their benefits. But the weekend park reservations are now unavailable to all Magic Key holders for the remainder of the 2021 year through December 31st. They cannot go to Disneyland on the weekends. That doesn't seem very magical. No, it does not. But I didn't know that they would sell out of pass Holder Passes you think that they'd want to keep...
1: So, refresh my memory, are these tiers new?
0: They're all, they have new names and new pricing and stuff. These are a little bit different than the ones in Florida, because the ones in Florida are four-tiered, but the top one is the only one that can be purchased outside of the state of Florida. These are not like this.
1: I mean, are these different than what they were at Disneyland?
0: Yes. They changed about two months ago, I believe.
1: I wonder if they sold out before, or if this is something new, that they've capped
0: it. Uh, no, that's the thing. I've never heard them saying they sold out a path holder anywhere at either park, or even in another country. I didn't know that was a possibility. Very interesting. Time
1: will seems strange that it is the highest tier. You would think they would just keep on selling them as long as people paid the money. because well,
0: that was the thing we didn't talk about when we were talking about the genie, was that some people purchased the Lightning Lane, the individual attraction selection, the, the ride went down. And at first, I guess Disney was going with a uh, year lost. You took the chance and purchased it. But now they've had it happen a couple days during this week. And so they had to refund people's money, which is only fair if you don't get what you
1: pay for. Okay, moving on. For its entire nearly 40 year history, Tokyo Disneyland has never had an upcharge for like seasonal events, like parades, food, merchandise. They were available and bundled into the cost of a standard ticket. Now that was very attractive for the average guest, but that all changed last month when the Oriental Land Company announced they're gonna dip their toes into the upcharge party pool with a Halloween morning, and it's a five day only hard ticket event at Tokyo Disneyland. So after the guests visited today, which is Monday, October 25th, they're saying for sure that it was nothing less than a major disappointment. So guests paid a total of approximately $115 American dollars for the Halloween morning passport. Which was two extra hours in the park. Two extra hours in the park, okay. But you subtract the 72 buck cost for a weekday ticket at the time, and that makes Halloween morning like a 42 and some change up up chart in and of itself. So, yeah, it's a bargain compared to Oogie Boogie Bash or Boo Bash in the U.S. parks, but guests have generally learned to expect more value from Tokyo Disney Resort and the Oriental Land Company for their yen. So what did that yen get the Tokyo guests? A special greeting parade, a few open attractions, two open restaurants, two open shops, and the ability to wear a costume. But What wasn't included was this, the two headliner attractions at the park, the one spooky attraction, and any other options for food, which caused long lines to form at the two open outlets. So the gates opened at 8 a.m., two hours ahead of park open for all other guests, and there were probably 1,000 to 2,000 or so guests who had Halloween morning passports, half of whom didn't come in costume at all, which defeated the purpose of the ticket.
0: Because that is the only... Time that Disney uh, Tokyo Disneyland ever lets people dress up.
1: So again, Disney is on par with brand. Charge more, get, get less. less.
0: Yeah. So they received a plain black panty pack with an orange stripe on the top of it. Um, the Disney Halloween 2021 logo was in the corner, but they were expecting a lot more because they had heard that there were some lunch cases and some other items created for the event. But they didn't come to fruition they weren't promised but they had heard mutterings in their country about that going on so everyone came in and they went to this parade route to see this parade which they thought was going to be different guess what it wasn't it was the same parade that they've seen it's the mickey's greeting parade with villains and they said and actually it's misleading because it wasn't villains it was maleficent disneyland people were saying well maleficent's goons or whatever could be counted as villains and they're like that's a stretch when you say villains people automatically think that you're going to have Corella de Vil and um, Jafar and just some of the other villains not the villains and their backup they use the same soundtrack from the spooky boo parade the same costume for Mickey they felt like it was little to no effort put forward to this just a way to make extra money by charging people and so they feel like guests should have got a bigger improvement on that good morning parade, which I gotta say, I said that about the Christmas parade because we paid extra for the Christmas parade a couple of years ago. And it was the exact same parade that we saw during the regular Christmas time. So that was interesting. Um, the social media suggested that La Taverne de Gaston, did I totally murder that? La Taverne de Gaston, something like that. I'm assuming it's Gaston's Tavern, like what we have at Magic Kingdom. Yes. It was one of the two advertised open restaurants. However, it was supposed to open at 8, but I guess they thought all the people were going to be at the parade, so they didn't open until 8.30, so then the line was out the door for everybody wanting breakfast. They should have opened at the same time as the parade, is what the guests are saying. Guests were able to take pictures with each other without many other guests around during the event, especially after the parade, and photography cast members were around in the park in popular locations. That was, of course, a plus, that they didn't have to fight for those long lines, because you know what that's like. There were six open attractions, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Pooh's Honey Hunt, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, and Monsters, Inc. Ride and Go See. There were some huge omissions, like your favorite in Magic Kingdom, Haunted Mansion. I mean, I know remember but Haunted Mansion, that seems like a no-brainer. That should have been opened just because it was a Halloween event. Um, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast and the Happy Ride with Baymax, those weren't open either. So what do you think about that, Brad? An extra... Forty-two, twenty-three 23 American dollars just so you can wear a costume all day. I don't think much of it at all. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, you wouldn't want to do that anyway because that's not your deal. Today. You're right. I wouldn't. But um, this seems to be par for the course or what's going on. Like we had somebody say that they went to Boo And i know when nick went to mickey's not so scary a few years ago he came home with at least 10 pounds of candy and this person went thinking oh well i'm paying this much more for the boo bash i must be gonna get more for my money and honestly she did not she said she got less candy
1: i will say if i were one of those people who liked doing that i would have felt like i got ripped off
0: well i will also say that she brought ziploc bags with her because because of the free popcorn and some of the free things like pretzels and stuff that she could take obviously ice cream will not hold up but she did bring a whole box of those and a big backpack and got several visits to the popcorn and pretzel vendor put them in ziploc and took them home and i'm sorry for the price that they charged i think that that was her right
1: correct i would agree
0: so very
1: interesting stuff All right, so I'm wrapping this up today, Vic. So for months now, we've been wondering if Typhoon Lagoon would be reopening. We heard rumors that it may not because it hasn't been open since March of 2020. And the aerial photos made it look like the water park needed a substantial amount of refurbishment. Now, this week, Disney announced that Blizzard Beach would be closing for refurbishments after Christmas Day, extending through March 7th, 2022, due to its annual work. Now, the rumor is that if Typhoon Lagoon reopens when Blizzard Beach goes under refurbishment come March 7th, 2022, both parks could be open at the same time for the first time in two years. Again, no official announcement about this, but we will let you know as soon as we hear anything or what we hear.
0: Yeah, I, I hope that it's true for guests. We've never taken part in either park, but I do know there are families. In fact, I have some clients going in June that are looking forward to taking part in some water park fun. We have never partaken of the park the take. The water park fun. That's right. So again, we will let you know, like Brad said, as soon as we hear any finalizations from Disney. But I'm kinda glad because I was sad that they were gonna get rid of I know everybody has their own feelings just like everybody has their favorite regular park there are people that have their favorite blizzard beach versus typhoon the Boone. and so there are die hard typhoon the Boone fans and there are die hard blizzard beach fans so the one thing we know is that when we go to disney springs then it will finally be stopping at a water park if that reopens
1: the way they've been going recently they should rename these things the billionaire beach and Tycoon Lagoon, because <laughs> you're going to have to be most, you're going to have to be one of those to really pay what they're asking <laughs> these days.
0: So. so. I just uh, hope springs eternal that this will turn around and... If
1: you can't tell listeners, we got very feng shui going on here in our household, as, as has always been the case in our marriage. Vicki is very positive and she tries to see the positive things. I'm more of the realistic, pessimistic side.
0: Well, thank you, Brad, for joining me and bringing your presently side to the Rumors and News episode Why, uh, stuff is enjoying Mickey and Friends in Orlando. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousepacepodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip, you can text me for a free quote at 39, excuse me, Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold any reservation.
1: As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast.
0: Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends.